Hi, I'm Harini and I'm Mudra and you're listening to the Cutting Chai Critics. Cutting Chai Critics is a millennial, feminist and irreverent podcast on Bollywood movies, TV shows and Indian popular culture. So it's basically a conversation between two friends on the content that women like us watch and how it links to the society that we live in. In this episode of Cutting Chai Critics, we're going to talk about women's careers in bollywood movies yes <laughs> this is clearly a topic that's very close to our heart right absolutely so <laughs> i think harini how have you let's say we grew up in the 90s both of us um and i recall i would say that things have changed a lot from when we were growing up to now especially in terms of how women's careers are on screen what do you think about that do you think it's evolved not evolved Okay so maybe you know some context because i'm coming in with a very biased view here uh, both of us are obviously working women um and we've been working you know uh, ever since we graduated so i think we care deeply about how women's careers are represented on screen um and and in a sense it reflects on our lives uh and in that context therefore mm-hmm. there is definitely an evolution in careers in real life and in bollywood mm-hmm. i think in real life obviously the you know the data will bear out the fact that a lot further than our at work even though india's you know urban female uh, workforce participation ratio is abysmal no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also on on screens i think that women um, are shown as having uh, the kind of new age careers that women are shown as having or even just serious work women doing serious work i would say is far more represented now as compared to you know the movies i watched when i was a kid when women were basically like cooking gossiping or serving <laughs> food to men in their house <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely i um, so i when i was thinking about movies from the 90s i think the ones which come to mind most are obviously your uh, the big ones which you remember which are usually your yash chopra or suraj bajatia or karan johar uh, you know uh, those few categories of movies really and in none of them do women really do anything i think uh, i mean it's pretty rare to see at least back then it was rare it it almost felt like all those movies had a setup where it almost felt like the man has a job the lead uh, the lead character who is a man has a job and you're told very early on what it is and what he wants and what his dreams are in life um when the woman is introduced you almost get a sense of maybe she had no life before this because she was waiting uh, her her sole purpose is that someone is going to come along and fall in love with her but um and which makes her very difficult to relate to right because you don't know what her life was before you don't know what her dreams are and what her goals are you know nothing about her as a person yeah i think what you're saying is basically how is her identity defined right i mean if someone was to ask me who are you i would start i would probably start by saying i am a working professional so right. our our jobs are so tied to who we are in terms of our identity and therefore you know growing up and or even now when you see a woman on screen you want to know more about her in terms of her education her background her her job what her aspirations are career wise but 
but that's where the dissonance with dissonance with bollywood movies comes in because in the movies particularly the ones that we saw growing up uh, her identity was always in the context of her family hmm. so sure we knew that she had aspirations but her has aspirations seemed to be mostly about you know meeting and marrying a prince charming <laughs> uh, you know we knew what her goals were but her goals were primarily about keeping her father happy and then her husband happy and then her extended family happy and while that's definitely a part of you know our identity that isn't the only identity we have mm. um and to me at least growing up uh, i was you know brought up on a diet of <laughs> bollywood and tamil <laughs> movies and i always felt that dissonance because if you see even the older uh, you know more popular tamil movies like maniratnam for example is a director who always had some kind of a definition of his leading characters which was beyond just the fact that she's a love interest yeah. uh and and somehow in in bollywood you never really got that except for a few sort of offbeat films mm. uh which we were not really big on watching back then <laughs> yeah i also feel like it felt dissonant even then from what we saw all around us right like i think even while growing up we we were surrounded by a fair few working women maybe not 100% but a fair few all around us neighbors relatives parents whichever way um and you you didn't really see that in films at all i think you basically yeah it was basically just some aspirational love story usually where you had one character who was like you said waiting for prince charming to come along which which yeah, is why but- i think it's changed now because i think that we do have more films that spell out what the woman does i still don't think it's done very well um i i still think male directed films uh, typically tend to just it's it's basically a footnote even now in a lot of films um and it doesn't really have a sense of any history or any uh, you know the lived in experience of a job or a career is not really there i only see that when a woman directs a film and it has a uh, you know when a woman directs a film i see that difference and i think a lot of those films tend to be about women in the lead role so there obviously there's a lot more um, sort of explained and shown and i think that's great but i i still don't think that we really are at a point where uh, women's careers are in any way you know the in any form a focal point of the film or even they don't get enough credit or enough space is my opinion even now i agree with you and if you think about you know movies which have women who are working women and strong serious professions most of them at least top of mind i'm thinking you know uh, maybe dolly kitty or bachcha mafte sitare or hmm. or i'm thinking you know lipstick under my burka or i'm thinking um, you know uh, on the ott side bombay begums which, which is very much about working women hmm. or even like four more shots please or made in heaven or arya i i actually think arya is extremely underrated i thought it was a fantastic uh, show with sushmita hmm. sen uh but these are all like it's it's a very evolved director that actually shows the woman working uh, it, who makes the job seem real otherwise yeah. it's mostly like oh my girlfriend is an architect and then wo pure film mein she'll never like you know i was sketch in front of her ever or or you know or she'll be completely exotic right like a scuba diver or something which is like just out there which makes her you know look sexy and hot and very sort of aspirational in that sense uh but you know mudra on that note i would argue that that's reflective of real life isn't it because you know uh, when when 
at least it's happened a lot with me where you go to a party and and mostly it's the men who ask each other what you do hmm. uh, the women are not asked or even if they are asked you answer something and and then it's completely ignored and then you know conversation moves so so i would argue that the fact that there is no realness or there is no further questioning or further depiction of careers in typical you know bollywood uh, content is reflective of how it works in real life where either you know uh, you are you're just assumed to have a job because you know uh, in, in a certain privileged section of society you come on to sit at home or mm-hmm. if you have a job in in a different section of society it's because you really need the money for your family right uh, and that is what is getting reflected on screen i mean tumari sulu is is like a great example of that i think you need to really show the family being in like dire straits and you know <laughs> they, they absolutely need the money and there is no other way and it's only in that context that a woman's job is justified hmm yeah and tumari sulu goes to quite quite some lengths to show that uh, you know that conflict uh between family and work and um, i i also i mean i really liked tumari sulu but i also felt like it there were times when it made just too much of a big deal out of the fact that she was trying to balance multiple things actually i love tumari sulu because yeah. i think that is the real kind of conflict that happens in women's lives mm. and it may not be as glamorous as you know other conflicts which are more physical or more uh sort of you know uh shootouts and it's not as <laughs> exciting as that but yeah. but the fact that when your kid is ill everybody is asking for there is some mom yeah. <laughs> uh you know if your kid is uh is has misbehaved in any way the hmm. fingers point to the mom yeah. i think all of that was shown beautifully and yeah. and that sense of you know that's that's practically what's happening all around us right i mean we see batchmates and peers and colleagues drop out of the workforce even more now Mm-hmm. with the pandemic and everybody having so many care responsibilities and i feel like that's not depicted on screen enough so mm-hmm. tumari saluted a good job of that uh, my only thing was in such a mainstream movie i felt that they could have without becoming very preachy still made a point that sometimes it's not about the money sometimes you want to work because that gives you a sense of purpose mm-hmm. uh, so even if you are from a rich affluent family i mean the fact that you work shouldn't be held against you yeah which which comes up in made in heaven if you remember quite uh, right at the beginning in fact uh, where you know uh, i think sobita dulipala's mother in law basically tells her at breakfast why do you even bother with this yeah. when when we're so well off why are you uh, and it comes from a place of a lot of privilege where she's basically saying that listen don't take the stress because you don't need to uh, but she's completely ignoring the fact that her daughter in law really really enjoys what she does Agreed. and yeah and i thought panga um, i don't know if you've seen panga but panga was an example of something like what you're talking about because um, kangana ranawat uh, plays an ex sports person who has a railways job and so does her husband uh and she's had a child and at some point she just feels like she wants to play again and mm-hmm. um this is not linked to money or anything like that it's just linked to this fact that she misses it and she, it was a huge part of her life and she's had to give it up and now she actually wants it back 
and it's a really beautiful journey with how they show that okay the family sort of pulls together the husband picks up the slack um you know they do what they can to make this mm. dream of hers come true because they realize that she's had to lose some parts of herself um to make this family happen so i i really enjoyed panga because of the way they treated that conflict mm-hmm. I think one of the other movies that I really loved, and also because it's uh, it's a nice movie to watch with children, is Mission Mangal. Mm. Uh, you know, and and the fact that it's inspired by real life, where you have women space scientists mm. um, kind of go about their life, right? You had yeah. people at different stages. One was trying to have a baby. One had kids. Um, there were people in different stages of their lives, uh, and who were also extremely involved in. successful at 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 what they were trying to do so i love that movie except for the fact that you know they had to put a guy in charge and make it all about the guy uh, you know no yeah. prizes for guessing that sakshay kumar <laughs> but uh, but if only they didn't do that i thought that was actually a very inspirational and a very fun time pass movie uh, mm. about women working mm. and if you contrast that with something like thappad for example you know that's more closer to reality right i mean where basically she has a job or or she has a an interest uh, but it's treated pretty much like a hobby yeah right? i mean she cooks she cleans she takes care of her mother in law she's a typical wife hmm. first and foremost and and it's almost as an afterthought ki uske baad usko thoda time mil jaye aur fir uska passion bhi ho तो चलो थोड़ा देर यू नो सिखा दो like these nurturing careers or these artistic careers so whether you are a teacher or a dancer or a designer or whatever those are all considered good careers for women to have also because of time flexibility which is i think the most important factor um, yeah, and yeah. anything anything which is um, you know i don't know hardcore or stem related or um, you know just anything which is a uh, longer hours more punishing but more rewarding sort of work, uh, work is uh, pretty much pushed to the sidelines or considered not um, not appropriate especially if your plan is to get married yeah absolutely and i think that whole getting married and work being at loggerheads uh, you know i think that comes across even unintentionally for example you know indian matchmaking or big day <laughs> I mean, I think in Big Day there was actually one couple where the woman basically quit her job to just plan her wedding. Yeah, and I think she took like six months off work, and you know, it was stated with so much either for pride or happiness. Like, yeah, like it. People made a big deal about it, but in a very positive way. Like, see how involved she is, or how dedicated she is, sort of a mm. tone. And mm. I just found that so jarring, but also true because I do know women who quit their jobs to plan their weddings, and I'm always like, and then what happens when the day after you get actually married? Like, does <laughs> you know, does unemployment hit you, or <laughs> do you go into depression because now you don't have a project? Uh, yeah, so that's always weird. I find that weird, and uh, I don't know. I shouldn't I, I, say amusing, <laughs> but just weird. <laughs> 
I I mean I personally find it weird also but I will say this that I think it's the bastion of the very 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 privileged like I I know people like that also and it's mostly been people who have so much money or their husbands have so much money that uh, their own job is basically not considered important in the scheme of things agree no no I, yeah. Yeah, so that's where i think that that whole spiel about you know marriage being the most important day in a girl's life mm-hmm. like everything leads up to that day of the wedding mm-hmm. uh-huh. so even if you are highly educated even if you have a job it is totally okay if you want to quit that and just focus on that day of the wedding um just i just <laughs> find that kind of messaging very problematic i know it happens and yeah. you know, these women are not being forced into it it's their choice but yeah. just um, but that choice just strikes me as being very problematic it's yeah no 100% it's a very problematic choice i also don't think it is i think a lot of things that are considered choices uh, for women i i don't really consider them as free choices simply because if your two alternatives are um, you know one alternative is something which you may truly believe in but the other alternative is something that your society has fed you for 30 years um i don't think that's a very free choice because it's always easier to choose conformity than to choose non conformity yeah agree in fact I, that was my big take away from that movie pagleg right I mean society allows you to go to work but only when things get so extreme like the fact that you are a young widow with a family to support that it actually you know then it's shown as her choice and she goes and runs away and takes up a job and like are you basically saying is that the only scenario where she attending an interview actually makes sense that is problematic yeah and that was the same issue that i had with that movie haseen dilruba in a, in a different context right i mean in that movie she obviously doesn't work mm-hmm. uh, but she goes through some i mean and surprisingly it's written by a woman so you know you can't even blame it on the men <laughs> but that movie just goes from she being a victim of a gas accident i mean an incident that was set up by her husband and then halfway through he tries to strangle her what like that, yeah like okay. she actually undergoes significant domestic violence um and it is all passed off as passionate love um and when people call them out on it i think tapsi banu and the writer they said it's her choice so therefore it is feminist i don't think oh. feminism <laughs> and choice you know it's just because it's someone's choice doesn't make it feminist or doesn't make it right or even human uh i think uh, you can <laughs> if a, if a girl is putting up a domestic violence and still justifying it in the name of love and sticking with that husband uh, that is precisely the problem with society where society has taught her that no matter what you stick to that guy and just because you think she's doing it out of her own choice doesn't make it right or doesn't make it uh, you know feminist in that sense yeah absolutely i mean yeah and that's the thing about a lot of these choices that they are not really choices they they don't occur in a vacuum right they occur in the society you live in so they are not choice you can't hold them up and say oh this is free choice and therefore let someone do what they want i think and it's obviously not feminist at all but there yeah, are uh, lots of examples of those in hindi cinema i think <laughs> but also the other thing which really uh, i find it super amusing is that you know when 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 you have fiercely independent 
women who make really strong choices i think uh, the filmmakers can deal with it mm. case in point being shapantala devi mm. i think here is a big mathematician who blew the world right i mean who 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 made such a name for herself and who was such a genius and and what did they choose to focus on on her conflict with her daughter yeah i'm like can you imagine a movie about a <laughs> male mathematician where the key topic would be his frayed relations with his son would that even feature if at all it features it would feature as a sub note i mean mahatma gandhi had issues with his son but yeah. that was not what the movie was about but when you have shapantala devi or even margaret thatcher you know, the 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 english biopic it was so focused on her losing her memory and i got so shocked by that i said you have such a heartbreaking woman uh, and then the filmmakers just lose it they just focus on something that's not the key reason why they are popular or the key reason why they made their name yeah and then the other thing i feel is that when women actually exercise choices it's 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 wrapped up in a lot of morality Uh, yeah. so if a woman is very ambitious she's shown as you know indulging in politics um <laughs> case in point that movie called corporate <laughs> then you know she must be really bad right yeah <laughs> yeah in fact uh, i feel like madhur bhandarkar's whole filmography is uh, is just a what not to do <laughs> when you're talking <laughs> about women's careers because he does this thing where he picks uh, he he thinks he's making great uh, female centric movies um but what he's doing every time is he's picking a sector he's putting a woman uh, there as the lead role and then he's basically taking two and a half hours to show you how bad things will happen to you no matter what right <laughs> and it's and just a course right if the woman um gets more and more into sort of western clothing yeah. you know you know something really bad is going to happen to her or she's going to turn into a complete you know unlikable person yeah and it's it's always it's it's such a male lens on uh, how women would operate right like i think he he just equates ambition with uh, ruthlessness and uh, yeah unlikability like you said right which it doesn't necessarily have to be in real life but that's how it always translates and then um, it's it's always something about how oh you know you can be driven but uh, the world is essentially a bad place and you will suffer correct and you will come to your senses and and, and you will come to your senses and, and, and you will, you will figure your out your place in the world yeah. yeah and how will you show that by her going from indian wear to like skirts to coming back to salwar kameez yes yeah. that's the whole journey if you look at it <laughs> ending up getting involved in an ngo like yes. we we return again to our favorite indian um, you know our love for nurturing soft women who do nice things only yeah, exclusively yeah. <laughs> absolutely it is why i like otp so i know that you know Bombay Begum got a lot of flack, but mm. um, I personally love that show because I felt like that is very close to real life. Of course, mm. you know I have my doubts whether people make out as much as they do on that show <laughs> uh, because I've met a lot of real bankers and I don't think they have such exciting personal lives. <laughs> but having said that, in terms of how uh, women dress at different um, levels of the hierarchy, how, uh, the kind of real work that they do 
uh, in terms of depicting uh, uh, the characters the small town girl who's come to the city and who wants to make it uh, the the you know mba types who's having a bit like crisis i thought that movie was uh, that show in itself was was pretty accurate in that sense yeah. and interesting absolutely i i loved bombay vegans also and i also loved how they had this um, you know you had someone in her 20s you had someone maybe in her early 40s or late 30s and you had someone in her 50s right and there was also all there yes um, how they behave what they do all of that was part of it but um, there was also this difference in how they interpret feminism right which also is something which you see with each generation how it changes so pooja bhat being your uh, senior corporate woman uh, has already gone into that zone of you know we suffered much worse so what are you complaining about which is incredibly common the other show ott show which i really um, again follow uh, and which you know its feminism is very problematic but i feel that it depicts uh, very well is for more short speeds <laughs> Uh, I know why you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, I, I've enjoyed it too, honestly. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think it's a very good depiction. I also think that four more shots, please. It, it trades in nuance for popularity, and I fully understand that. And I think that's great. I think it reaches a much bigger audience than anything else that we've spoken about today, for example. So I think that has its own importance. Yeah, and you know, I know that it's a very derivative show. It's all about sex and the city modified for Indian audiences, mm-hmm. and and it kind of substitutes a male gaze for a very female gaze, mm-hmm. um, and that to me is also problematic uh, because the answer to commodifying women cannot be commodifying men, <laughs> uh, which that show tries to do a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I think the way it handles some of the workplace issues, particularly with the lawyer. uh you know where she is handling the old boys club at work mm. and she is tr- struggling to fit in and network and sort of be in these very manly spaces mm. uh to hustle for business um and is uh can't quite reconcile that with her comfort um and even the uh, the whole how she comes back home and she's got a young baby and her husband who's not really sharing the load um that stuff was was i thought uh, pretty realistic Yeah, yeah, and even the other characters, right? The 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 one where the personal coach, the the gym instructor, is being treated shabbily at work. The yeah. one where um, her girlfriend, the actress, uh, is worried about her sort of shelf life, uh, in a sense, mm. um, uh, particularly with media and and the wrong type of publicity. Um, I thought that show overall, and even the journalist, right, where she writes something cutesy and then has to fear for her life. yeah um that that was a pretty accurate description of uh, depiction of work uh, life that indian women lead i don't know about the personal lives those guys lead though <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we're at the 30 minute mark so do you want to wrap this up with our favorite scenes sure um okay i can go first uh my favorite scene of a working woman is actually from the great indian kitchen uh, we we didn't touch upon it earlier but mm-hmm. particularly that that whole movie is just mm. uh, uh, such a 
you know, strong, intense um, view or perspective on how much women work in the, at their homes and how the sort of mind-numbing, boring sort of drudgery that passes off for kitchen work and cooking is shown. It's just beautiful. And my favorite at the end, right, where that girl finally gives up on this family and gives up on having her dreams as well as her married life sink together and mm. basically walks out of that house with a bag in her hand and sort of walks onto the road and, and you kind of feel her freedom. Uh, yeah. The fact that she doesn't have to chop vegetables one more time or, you know, <laughs> uh, you, you know put up with uh, boiling rice one more time simply because the father-in-law wants it. Uh, you know, boiled. Uh, I, I feel like that's such an accurate description of life itself. Uh, Indian, it's a very controversial opinion, but as long as we pay so much attention to food, I don't think Indian women will ever feel free enough to work. Because as far as, as it comes to food, we just choose the most difficult way of making something. And then insist that this is <laughs> and, and and that movie has scenes like that, right? Like she makes chutney or something and keeps it in the fridge and the father-in-law tells her, you know, I don't want stale food. Uh, <laughs> you know, even though we, you know, a refrigerator is common in, in every part of the world now. Mm-hmm. And similarly, she makes rice in that pressure cooker and her father-in-law says, why don't you boil it and then filter it and, you know, just basically the most painful way <laughs> of cooking. The okay, most nice. uh, difficult and the most... <laughs> you know, mind-numbing way of cooking food is what is encouraged in kitchens. And that movie showed it beautifully. And the scene where she walks out and then the scene at the end where she's teaching dance to kids, Mm. um, that's my favorite working woman scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene has that, I mean, when she just steps onto that dance floor and she starts giving directions, you just have this incredible sense of, okay, she is finally at peace and this is great. And it's, it's lovely, I think, that portion. Uh, my favorite scene uh, is from English to English, actually, which also oh, yeah. I think we both picked uh, things where the women's careers are not really focuses of the film. Uh, like English to English is very much about Sri Devi learning. I love the fact that it's, I mean, the whole film is also about how it's so closely tied to self-respect. And I think my favorite scene is when uh, and um, she says, you know, I just make these small desserts um, and that's that's just a hobby and I think she tries to pass it off as something which is a very non-important thing and her teacher tells her you know you know you're an entrepreneur and Mm -hmm. she says the word over and over as she leaves class and you can see that it's the wheels are turning and she has this um, you know it's it's given her an idea her some self-respect which she did not have before um, so I, I love the way they showed that. It's a very small, simple, the whole film is a very small, simple, muted film. Uh, but these like these sparks of self-respect which happen along the way, I'm absolutely in love with them. Totally agree. In fact, that movie is one of my favorite movies. I think it's very well made and mm-hmm. it shows each character. Nobody is black or white. Uh, people are just being who they are, but sometimes how that combines together to really start making the woman question her own identity and, mm. and start doubting her own um, self. Um, that, that movie was beautifully made. And even when the transformation, when it happens towards the end, right, it's treated so, in such a natural way. It's yeah. not like there is somebody giving a big passion and there's a <laughs> lot of like, you know, talking and uh, 
preachiness. Uh, it 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 just was done very simply. In fact, yeah. that might be my favorite Sri Devi movie mm. uh, as well. But on the topic of preachiness, I know it's not favorite scenes, but I felt Badrinath Dulhaniya was exactly that. There's so much preachiness in that movie. It wants to be very feminist and it wants to be very new agey. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, that movie was all over the place. Uh, it had scenes like that guy landing up in Singapore to at her workplace mm. and hassling her. It had scenes of the guy kidnapping her, resorting yeah. to physical violence where the police comes and saves her. And then after all of that, she comes right back to his gown to, <laughs> to, to teach them, you know, that women can also work and be married. Uh, yeah, that was my most non-favorite scene. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I hated that, and I think it it also it really showed no understanding of uh, of women because if you show a character like Alia Bhatt who has at that point moved heaven and earth to get that job in Singapore, and to fight for her freedom, I don't think she's the kind of person who's going to come back and be like, yeah, you know, love trumps all, and I'm going to work this out with you. <laughs> like yeah. I just don't understand oh. that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, on that hmm. note, let's hope for more realistic and more good <laughs> and OTT shows. Uh, I do feel like we, as a as a niche, uh, must be watching a lot of content, and we are all yearning for content to reflect our own lived realities in a hmm. much better, uh, in a much more uh, realistic way than what it has been shown so far. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so on that note, let's wrap up. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you. Bye.